The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. This is late, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Tony Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Chuck. He's Yancey. Uh, Yancey, we're coming off a pretty doggone good uh, athletic week and weekend for Rebel sports. I mean, uh, uh, baseball, basketball won. Baseball took three games up in North Carolina. Uh, tennis won, men and women. Softball's doing better, not not as good as we had hoped for the year, but lately they've done pretty they good. They won six in a row, isn't that yeah, right? I think so. And Eight then, out of ten. And then uh, Lane Kiffin and his staff had a, the first junior day and uh, had some good recruits in here. And uh, so, so you know, just a good positive week of Rebel Sports. Yeah, and no, I mean, what's kind of ironic, wasn't it Tuesday they played Alabama? I thought that was maybe their worst game of the season, and then Saturday put up maybe their best game no, of the Auburn season. Auburn. Played Auburn. Auburn, okay, sorry. Um, which Auburn, they gave them a good run, um, which I expected. Cause they, well, they played good defense, but just couldn't hit anything down the stretch. No, they couldn't. No, they couldn't. But, but uh, I think I think they played well against Vandy. and You know, I think Vanderbilt's struggling, obviously, but – 
offensively and defensively, I think that was the best overall effort they'd made on both ends of the court. Started getting some contributions from some guys that they expected. You know, Hunter and Crowley, those guys uh, mm-hmm. really stepped up their game for the first time this season, to be honest. Yeah. Well, we'll see if the uh, if it had something to do with the competition. Vanderbilt <laughs> is 1-15 in, in the SEC. And went 4-0, Chuck. You know, beating Southern Miss, East Carolina, and Indiana during the week is yeah. for this new team is yeah. amazing. Just, yeah, the baseball team's ranked ninth in in the nation right now, and uh, I couldn't be happier. They're on a ten game win streak. Uh, I kind of want them to lose a game here, you know. And just kinda... well, they're going to hit a rough stretch. <laughs> I was telling somebody that uh, I don't really want them to lose a game. I know I, what you, you know mean. What I'm saying. Just uh... but they're going to have a week where they lose four out of five, and it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, it, you know this. Is so many newcomers, but uh, I really like. I think this team is going to respond. I really do. I like oh, their I grit. Too. I really do. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I think we've had more talented teams. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily raw talent, but maturity wise, more experienced talent. Yeah, more yeah. experienced talent. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that we've had a grittier team. I really love their grit. It doesn't matter. They don't care about the situation. I mean, the other day, Indiana came back and tied it up 5-5. to It didn't bother them a bit. They just hit a couple of home runs. 9-5, to let's go to the house. With the Broadwater uh, and then um, Hogland, too, they didn't take one step up this year. They took about two or three. Why do you keep calling him Broadwater? Excuse me. That's a hotel down on the coast. Uh, on the it's coast. Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, just good to see a couple of the returning pitchers really uh-huh. up their game. And I think that's important, especially with Taylor, you know, in that back in the bullpen with Tyler Myers out and definitely right now. Hey, how about this sophomore from Sonatobia, Mr. Uh, Mr. Forsyth. Oh, man, he's nasty. <laughs> and and he's got that closer's mentality. Yeah. Not everybody can have a closer's mentality with the same stuff. He's got good stuff, and he's got the closer's mentality. What's on tap? Brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football, and a bunch of other stuff on the huge screen. Oxford's most popular watering hole. Well, you know where that is. Everybody does. Have Kermit Davis at 615. Mike Bianco at 6.30, and we'll talk to him about Mr. Braden Forsyth, who was the co-pitcher of the week in the SEC with three saves in one week. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. 
If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. We're 5G ready. We're 5G-ish. At Seaspire, we're not playing their game. The fact is, 5G doesn't always mean 5G speeds. But thanks to our exclusive fiber technology and hundreds of millions invested in network updates, we can deliver 5G speeds right here, right now. Discover the difference at cspire.com slash 5G speeds. Cspire, customer inspired. Details at cspire.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The biggest free phone event is here. Switch to prepaid by Ceasefire and get your choice of best-selling phones free like the Samsung Galaxy A10e, the Google Pixel 3a, and more while supplies last. Shop now at cspire.com backslash, backslash prepaid. Ceasefire, customer inspired. Let's go to the control room now where Hayden King is sitting in for Mr. Jack Schultz with Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss. What's up, Rebel Nation? Hayden King here in for Jack Schultz this week. It was a big weekend for Ole Miss Athletics. The Diamond Rebels are on a 10-game win streak after winning the Keith LeClaire Tournament in the Carolinas over the weekend. The Rebs knocked off High Point, East Carolina, and Indiana to win the tournament. Ole Miss closer Braden Forsyth was named SEC Co-Pitcher of the Week. The sophomore out of Coldwater, Mississippi, made three appearances on the week, earning the save each time. He totaled just over three innings pitched with no runs allowed on two hits and two walks with three strikeouts. The Rebs take on Memphis tomorrow night back at Swayze Field and will welcome Princeton to town this weekend as SEC play is just around the corner. Ole Miss basketball got a much-needed victory over the weekend, taking care of Vanderbilt 86-60 at the Pavilion on Saturday. The team had a season-high 26 assists on the day and five blocks. The win was also the largest margin of victory in an SEC game for the Rebs since 2017. 
Their final home game of the season is Wednesday night against Mizzou. Then they finish off the season at Mississippi State on Saturday. Also, Brian Tyree is a finalist for the C Spire Howell Trophy for the second straight year. Ole Miss softball won the Ole Miss Classic over the weekend, beating Cal Baptist on Sunday to move them to 11-10 on the season. Finally, Ole Miss women's basketball will play Mizzou on Wednesday in the first round of the Southeastern Conference Tournament in Greenville. Your Ole Miss men's golf team is currently sitting in 12th spot at the Cabo Collegiate, and Ole Miss women's tennis beat Kentucky 4-1 over the weekend and are now 9-3 on the season. That's what I got for Ole Miss news. Back to Chuck and Yancey. All right. Thank you, Hayden. Good job, buddy. Sitting in for Mr. Jack Schultz. Uh, Yancey, the first junior day for Lane Kiffin and his staff uh, uh, over the weekend. Well, actually, just Sunday, right? It was a Sunday day. Yeah, Sunday. Which is the first time I've ever seen prospects visit on a Sunday. Yeah. But it was the first day after the dead period, so all the coaches wanted to get them in all over the country. They had junior days everywhere. Well, good for them. And uh, you said there were roughly 60 kids Mm -hmm. there and probably – 18 20, or 20 guys that they had offered. 20 that they'd offered, probably about another 10 that were serious prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a good day. I was telling you, there's a lot uh, lot more size in this group. Uh, taller offensive linemen, taller defensive tackles. Good. Uh, start off with Mason Smith, um, number two rated defensive lineman in the country. He's uh, out of Louisiana. And Ole Miss has really targeted him since he's been in ninth grade. He said his first visit – that he took first college visit he ever took was to was to Ole Miss. It was at a football camp, going into his ninth grade year, and then he came back uh, Sunday with his mother and said he'll be back for one of the spring practices. Looks like Ole Miss, LSU, Bama, and Georgia, the usual players are going to be uh, the you know I'm sure Auburn to jump in it later, and then it kind of be like it always is. Another defensive tackle, four star. Top 100 recruit Tim Keenan, a nose guard, about six uh, one, about 340, uh, true 34 nose guard, uh, was in town from the state of Alabama. Um, he didn't list any favorites, but he also brought his mother and said he's coming back in the summer. Mm-hmm. Had a really good trip. A four-star quarterback uh, out of state of Texas came with a couple of his teammates on the seven-on-seven team that had been offered by Ole Miss as well. Caden um, Salter. Uh, guy that's kind of a dual threat uh, quarterback that said he's really down to Ole Miss, Auburn, South Carolina, and Baylor, and he'll take a trip back to Ole Miss in the spring and then make a decision before this summer. So you could hear something coming up on that. Hudson Wolf, big old, he's you like this kid, Chuck, 6'5", 250 already, uh, four-star tight end at a position of need was in town. Um, this was his third trip to Ole Miss, he said, and uh, him and his father came in on the visit, and he said he'll make a decision hopefully before the start of his senior season. And then uh, MJ Daniels, uh, one of the truly um, shut down kind of tight cornerbacks in the state of Mississippi, 6'3", which Ooh. gives him unique size. You know, there's not many 6'3 guys that can play cornerback. So he was back in. When the staffs change, A&M, State, Southern, they all try to get in the game with him. He came back and said everything's solidified now. Had a good talk with Lane. You know, he reaffirmed to him he doesn't take anybody. He only takes ball players that he feels like can really help the players and that he was one of those guys. So I think that was really big. And then they offered a guy, 6'8", 320, out of Micah Pettis, another guy out of Alabama where they've been really uh, active. Coach Clements had offered him while he was at Florida State. Um, and so when he came over here to Ole Miss, he extended the offer to him there. 
and uh, be a name to also watch in. And there were plenty of other guys, but that's about the, the highlights Six, for now. 8, 320. What are they yep. feeding these children? I don't know. Must be He's every bit of it, too. He must was a big some, old boy. Must be some, some kind of human growth hormone in the milk these days or something. These kids getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, it's the interesting thing you said, the tight end situation. We've always had great tight ends at Ole Miss. I mean, dating back way long time ago, and and that's kind of a tradition that's held. But uh, the way Lane Kiffin uses tight ends, I mean, we've got to continue to be tight end you. I mean, he loves throwing the ball to tight ends, and they've got to love that. Well, I think it's kind of a good tra- good transition with the uh, the transfer they get received from Temple. I'm hearing really big things about him, Chuck, mm-hmm. in the workouts. They say he's already a leader on the team. I expect him to catch 50, 60-plus passes this year, and then that will allow them to show the recruits while he's at Ole Miss that, hey, the tight ends going to be a focal point, and then they can go out and sign two or three big-time tight ends this year. All right. Okay, we'll be right back with Kermit Davis Jr. right after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. We're 5G ready. We're 5G-ish. At C Spire, we're not playing their game. The fact is, 5G doesn't always mean 5G speeds. But thanks to our exclusive fiber technology and hundreds of millions invested in network updates, we can deliver 5G speeds right here, right now. Discover the difference at cspire.com slash 5G speeds. C Spire, customer inspired. Details at cspire.com. Avanac and Steinman is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanac and mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with Avanac and Steinman because you know she's worth it. Van Atkins Jewelers, store downtown New Albany, or VanAkins.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. 
The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors and Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We are very pleased now to have Mr. Kermit Davis Jr. on with us. Yes, sir. Coming off of a big win over Vanderbilt in the Pavilion Saturday, 86-60. to 60. And, uh, you know, Kermit, really, I know you wanted to beat Auburn, but just really not a bad week other than just couldn't hit some shots down at the end down there at Auburn, which is a tough place to play. Well, it was. You know, we uh, I think really – the last 11 games that we've played. Chuck, you know, we've uh, counting that kind of three-game winning streak that we had at home with South Carolina, Florida, and State. We, we've played some quality basketball at this point. We haven't won more over five and six. I think you can kind of throw the Alabama game out. That was – I just got one of those – I don't know how to describe it, but never really had any flow to it. But we went to Auburn and, you know, and absorbed, you know, Brian, who's had those – great year, 3 for 19, 0 for 11 in the second half, and and even Chuck, you know, Hadeem uh, doesn't score a field goal, and we're right there, you know, we have, mm-hmm. we have a layup to cut it to two with about three to go, so you're right, I, I wouldn't at all, you know, upset about the effort, it was great to see the ball move and the, and the ball go in against Vanderbilt. Yeah, but, you know, when going back to that Auburn game, and we won't dwell on that long, trust me, but when Brian Tyree goes three for 19, you're not going to win usually. I mean, that's yeah. just – I mean, he's your guy. And that was encouraging to me that – not that he goes three, three for 19, but that, you know, Bryce Williams has a layup to cut it to two. Mm-hmm. And Brian had another shot. You know, we could have gone – we could have tied it up with about two and a half or three to go. We fouled late. But just to be able – absorb all of that and guard and kind of rebound and do the things we're supposed to do but just give us a self a chance i mean that was encouraging you know just just from that standpoint you know and i and i know I was, we said before you came on the air kermit that uh, i know vanderbilt has struggled this year and they they're one in 15 in the sec but i thought on both ends of the court that might have been your best game of the year with good defense and good offense it did, you know, the 26 assists on 35 baskets made was was outstanding, and I thought we really got off to a really good start defensively. And you know, Chuck, I mean, Vanderbilt, I mean, they've led Kentucky deep twice. Uh, they had Georgia just beat dead right the other night, and Georgia went from about 40 feet to to win it. And they they played a lot of teams really really tough and close. And and you're right, I mean, just just us watching us play. Uh, it, it was one of the, the very best overall games we played. Coach, talk about uh, since we've had you in a couple. It's been a couple of weeks. You were traveling last week when we were on the air. Uh, maybe some development notes of some of these younger guys like uh, Hunter and and Crowley and Bryce and you know just KJ staying out of foul trouble here lately has kind of helped his game a lot. Give us some comments on, on some of those guys, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, I really think K.J. Buffton is one of the more improved players in our league over the second half of the year. And uh, so proud of him. And uh, he, he was really good the other day. Um, you, know, you know, Austin Crowley, obviously, eight assists. And Austin, he looks more, he's looked more comfortable the last couple of weeks in practice. 
you know, he got sick and he lost about 11 pounds and I could afford to lose 11, but Austin can't, you know, and <laughs> yeah. he got down to about 178 and now he's back to almost 190. So he's starting to get that back and we hope next year he'll play at 200, but he's our best passer on our team. I mean, he is. And, you know, eight assists, one turnover the other day and went back and got four rebounds. It's great to see Sammy show some athleticism. We all know Sammy's going to be, you know, you have to see him in our practice. He's going to be a good player. You know, those guys just hadn't affected, you know, these high-level games. And the other day they did. And that was, that was great to see. So maybe I'll give him some, uh, some really good confidence for the last couple of weeks of, uh, of the regulars of the season in the tournament. Uh, I thought Bryce showed flashes. You know, Bryce has got to get to be a more of an every-possession player. You can see his talent. I mean, he's, he makes those wild plays. You know, and there may be two or three things that the average fan doesn't see when you're trying to game plan and do some stuff. But if he's getting better, if we could get him going, he would really, really help us. Uh, so I think those guys have done well. And I thought at DMC, you know, his first half was good. Second half, not as good. But he got us off to a great start. Coach, I didn't see Dude on the floor. What was Is he hurt or anything? He's not hurt. It was just a, a coach's decision based on practice. Hey, uh Talk to us a little bit about um, Missouri coming in here for senior night, Wednesday night, and uh, Brian Tyree, who's been named a finalist for the C Spire Howell Trophy. Uh, you know, he'll be honored Wednesday night, what, what he's meant to this program. And then tell us a little scouting report on Missouri. I mean, you played them to the wire up there as well mm-hmm. and had a shot at that to win that game. Uh, give us some comments on all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I'll talk about Missouri first, and uh, now they're fully healthy. Uh, their team has played really well. Seems a game ahead of us. So it's a big game. Chuck, we're still, you know, fighting, and Yancey, we're still fighting for, you know, maybe to get a bye, you know, in the first round. And uh, obviously we got to win our two games, and some things got to go our way. But obviously you can't unless you beat Missouri. Two great guards. Pinson was unbelievable against uh, Smith. You know, it was fantastic. We couldn't keep him out of the paint. When we had to, Brian had a great look to tie it to go to overtime, and uh, it was a really good college game. And I know they'll come in and play very, very well. You know, it is senior nights. You know, we have a senior dinner here tomorrow night for, for Brian with with our team. And you know, you think about a guy from Somerset, New Jersey, that came all the way to Oxford, and uh, just he really he loves Ole Miss, loves our our city, you know, and he's done great. He's he's got in other areas too, Chuck. I mean from the SEC, you know, SAC committee. Uh, you know, D.C.'s chair a lot of academic stuff. You know, graduated May. And, you know, so that, that's just, it's, it's really good stuff, what, what he is. And he's a good person, and I've, I've really enjoyed coaching. I've never really coached a guy. I've never let a guy really kind of do what I've let this guy do before in 38 <laughs> years of coaching. And and uh, he's had some special moments. And, you know, I, I think probably the, the Mississippi State game down there last year, you know, when he made kind of the last shot and we held on to win against a ranked state team. And then this year, you know, when Mississippi State came, I mean, wow, 40 points against your arch rival and that kind of atmosphere was terrific. And uh, probably, he'll probably say his special moment was, was obviously the NCAA tournament. So, hope he's got a lot of good basketball left in him. Coach, real quick, uh, what do you want to see from the team on these next during these next two games to kind of get you prepared for the SEC tournament? Yeah, well, I think what we saw against Vanderbilt, ball movement, assist to baskets made, uh, play off the bench, 
I mean, we get Austin and, and Bryce and Sammy to do that. Uh, this helps us so much. And, uh, you know, you get Blake playing, you know, just well-rounded, driving the ball a little bit more. Uh, same thing out of the Dean. And uh, obviously Devontae Shooter's playing his best basketball now. And that's a good sign. So, you know, everybody can get going. And that's, that's the key to tournament runs. You know, just all of a sudden, two or three other guys just kind of up their game. And we all know it. I know we say it. You can get beat. Anybody can get beat in the first round. But any team can make a run in that tournament. And I think one of those teams. And so we're, we're holding on to that. God, we had one of our very best, best practices of the year today. Good. All right, Coach. Thank, thank you, you so man. much. Appreciate and, uh, it. Good luck this week. Uh, got. Uh, Wednesday night, senior night, 8 p.m. against Missouri in the Pavilion. Saturday at Mississippi State, 5.30 p.m. And the next week, obviously, the uh, SEC tournament in Nashville. Good luck to you, buddy, and thank you so much. All right, Chuck and Yancey, thank you, man. Y'all have a good week. Thanks, Coach. You too. All right, uh, no Rebel Yell hotline next week since it's spring break. We're we're not going to have a show Monday night. You're taking the spring break with them? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs located at 4890 East Shelby Drive. You can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your equipment at Rebel Equipment. When I heard the news of former Rebel great Chris Mitchell getting hit by a car as he was crossing the street, leaving him in critical condition in Huntsville, Alabama, it certainly hit close to home. I've got some great memories of Chris. Of course, Chris is known as the first recipient of the Chucky Mullins Courage Award, the first one to wear the coveted number 38, and then the hit at the goal line on Arkansas running back Ron Dickerson to seal the win over the Hogs on the last play of the game in Arkansas. But I also remember Creek, as he was known, as a great teammate, one of Chucky's best friends, and someone who was easily approachable. Uh, Godspeed to him, uh, uh, again, in critical condition, and hopefully he'll recover fully. It also brought to mind hard-hitting Rebel safety Johnny Dixon, also the recipient of the Chucky Mullins Courage Award. Johnny has been battling cancer over the past year or so and seems to have it whipped, but it's left him in financial ruin. Yancey and John Dessler, the owner of the library and former teammate of both Creek and Johnny, has set up a GoFundMe page for Johnny, who has a daughter entering LSU in the fall and has not been able to get back to work yet, even though the cancer is in remission. If you're able, please give whatever prayers and funds you can muster to these two former greats who need us now more than ever. Thank you very much. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Again, no Rebel Yell hotline next week, and I'll try to make that announcement two or three more times tonight. but uh, hey, man, just just a terrible thing with with oh, Creek man. Mitchell and uh, what. and and Johnny Dixon, two of my and and not only just great players, but super fine young men. I mean, they were so good when they were here, just as ambassadors of Ole Miss. And uh, you know, a lot of times we we uh, minimize that for how good of players they are, you know. But they were good players and good citizens when they were here yeah and i'm proud of the old miss family we put a ten thousand dollar goal a week ago for johnny and uh, already reached that so we upped it to 20 uh good. today we're gonna try to get that and 
it's important to get his uh, little daughter over there to LSU and get a good education as yeah, well. Yeah, and Johnny will, if he stays in remission, he'll be able to go back to work, you know, shortly. But right now, he needs us. He needs us badly. Uh, and Chris needs you all your prayers. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're now very pleased to have the coach of uh, <laughs> one of the hottest teams in America, the winner of 10 games in a row, uh, Mr. Mike Bianco, the old Miss men's baseball head coach. Coach, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are y'all? We're doing, doing great. great. Doing great, pal. Uh, super week last week. I mean, you beat uh, in-state rival of Southern Mississippi, and then you go up to North Carolina and beat High Point, East Carolina, a top 15 team, and then Indiana, a top 20 team, 25 team, um, and and just got these guys rolling, buddy. Yeah, we've played well. And, you know, uh, I think I may have said it to you a couple weeks ago when I was on the air. You know, we um, – Obviously, a difficult schedule, and you never know. Probably, you know, not the smartest thing with all the new faces, but it, you know, it is what it is. And you know, we handled the first weekend against Louisville and uh, played really well. You know, two weekends ago against Xavier. Uh, but you know, I think the neat thing, Chuck, is that you know, it comes from a different person every game. It seems like a different pitcher, uh, different guy in the lineup has a good night, and uh, we figured out ways to win. You know, we and, and, and probably the the best is for us is, you know, I, I think there's a lot of room, room for improvement. I mean, uh, I mean, there's areas that we need to get better, uh, but while we're getting better, we're figuring out how to win, you know, some games and some some tight games as well. And that's the name of the game, winning. I mean, you you know that as well as I do, Coach. Uh, we know the starting pitching, the weekend pitching, uh, with Nick Hazy and Hoglin and. Uh, Diamond is doing really well. You're getting five or six innings every time they go out of good quality pitching. But the the middle relief, the the long relief, the the closers, have you settled anything on that? Or are you still kind of experimenting and trying to figure out what roles for who? I think we're you know we're we're still trying to figure out some of those pieces. Certainly, Taylor Broadway has been terrific, and you know Braden Forsythe was SEC Pitcher of the Week, and so 
you know, on the back end, your closers leading the SEC in saves and, you know, got three weeks left, you know, last week against Southern Miss, East Carolina, and Indiana. So, you know, uh, he's done really well and, and seems to continue to get better every time out, getting some confidence and was up to 94 on Sunday after, you know, pitching on, you know, about 16 hours rest, you know, from the night before. So, uh, Max Trophy's pitched really, really well. That's been a, a, I think, a boost, you know, to the 10 after losing Tyler Myers uh, in preseason uh, and know that he's going to be out for a year. Got a big piece of the 10 that we thought would be there. You know, Max has really stepped up into a big role for us. Of course, I think Austin Miller's pitched really well. Probably wasn't as dominant, uh, you know, on uh, Friday against uh, High Point, but the truth about it is he was in good count and, and I thought, you know, kind of bridged that game. Gap, you know that 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 we needed, and so I think those pieces are, are really good for us. Uh, you know, one of the things that that's happened to us, and we got to be careful over the next you know five or six games in these non-conferences to try to get some of the young guys some innings, and I think that's what really happened to to Benji Gilbert and uh, and Logan Savell is we just had they haven't been out there enough, they haven't been out there consistently enough, and you know when you're pitching you know once every ten days, that's that's not enough. And uh, those guys got to get out there a little more. But confident in, in that, that Benji, Savelle, uh, Jackson Kimbrell, and of course, Wes Burton, Drew McDaniel, there's, there's a lot of young arms that I think are very capable. But again, we got to kind of you know, figure out what their roles are. But it's hard to do that unless we get them out there. Give us a little more insight on Forsyth since he's surfacing as your closer coach. Uh, I mean, he's kind of. Uh, from from a local guy, really, Senatobia, Coldwater area, uh, a sophomore that went to Meridian Community College last year. Was he on your radar out of high school? Uh, give us he some really, some thoughts he, on him. We knew who he was, but 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 just thought you know he needed to take another step. Uh, you know, for Mag Heights, you know, just, a, just a good arm, really athletic kid, and went to Meridian, and that Velo jumped up, and when that Velo jumps up, sometimes you know they take on a whole other demeanor, and you could see the competitiveness in them, and and uh, and knew that we would need you know some some help, you know, and and you know some some guys that uh, with so many young arms. Yeah, you know, that we needed maybe some help in the bullpen, and and uh, but he's a guy that's got arm strength. I think one day he could be be a starter here, uh, but you know, it's kind of settled into that closer role. But got an electric arm, you know, good fastball that's going to you know you know throw it in the low to mid nineties, uh, a slider and a changeup. And I think you know the the biggest thing that I can say about him is he's just been fearless. You know, we we've, we've thrown him in the fire, and he hasn't really had any easy. You know, opportunities. He's been out there against Louisville with the game on the line. He's been out there against Southern Miss with the game on the line. Against East Carolina in front of 5,000 hostile fans with the game on the line. Um, and uh, he's, he's handled it. And that, that, that's what you're looking for, a guy at the end of the game that will do that. Coach, with the inexperienced team, it's usually a struggle to win tight games. And I remember you – and your assistants this past summer said, you know, we learned a little bit from the 2016 class not to bring in all freshmen. We want to get some JUCO guys in here to mix it up, to take some of the pressure off of them. Is that really what has kind of gotten Ole Miss over the hump this year with the new batch compared to that 16 class? Uh, you know, I think it, 
I think that's part of it, Nancy, without a doubt. You know, when, when you look at the Juco kids and just talking about Forsyth, you know, when we talked about Ben Van Cleve where he's been a nice piece, you know, to, to the offense. And Hayden Leatherwood, uh, of course, Kale Baker had a you know, huge first weekend for us. And so, again, in different games, you know, Leatherwood with a big home run, Ben Van with a big double at some point and you know Kale Baker with the big you know opening weekend and uh, like I said we just talked about you know foresight you know so all those Juco kids have contributed and contributed in big ways in certain games to get us to where we are so you know it'd be hard to argue with that you know with that statement but I think the other thing is you know we have so much depth and one of the things that I've I said you know after that you know 2017 season is you know I, I blame myself that instead of just running Gray and Thomas and Cooper and other guys out there that really struggled their freshman year uh, and I kept running out there because they were the best players they were better than the guys that we had on the bench uh, but sometimes you know you can you know relieve some of the pressure by just putting somebody else in there and I think we've been able to kind of the lineup has been somewhat fluid. Uh, it will continue to be, uh, you know, until we kind of lock down, you know, with you know maybe you know eleven guys or twelve guys. But I think that also takes some pressure off some guys as well. Coach, let's talk a little bit of statistics. Uh, I know you'd like your batting average to be up a little bit, two fifty one team batting average, but your on base percentage really good, your OPS really high. Um, you know, your walk's good, hit hit batter's good. So you're finding ways to get on base, which is the mm-hmm. name of the game. Yeah. Well, we got some good stats and we got some bad stats. You know, it, it, we, we, we said it for <laughs> uh, uh, you know, staff meeting this morning. Yeah, you know, we got warts like every other team. You know, fortunately, our warts haven't hurt us as much and we've gotten off to a really good start. But you're right, the batting average is low. You know, we don't talk much about the batting average, but let's face it, we're all human. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to be hitting 251. Um, you know, but we do have a ton of home runs. Uh, we do have a ton of walks, and HBP, so we're getting runners on. And one of the things that we're really good at, even though we've got a 250 batting average, we're almost at 290. I think we're 289 with runners in scoring position. So we're almost 40 oh, yeah. points higher when it means the most. And uh, we're really good, even though we strike out a ton, which we, we need to kind of cut down a little bit. Uh, we're good with runners at third base and less than two outs. We're about 675, uh, which is, you know, pretty good. I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with that, uh, especially with that low batting average and strikeouts. I mean, gosh, you know, the best in the, in, the, in the conference will be at, you know, 700. So we're not far off of that. And so, you know, some of the stats we have, yeah, we'd like to – a little better at, but let's face it, it's a young team. We've played some really good competition, and for the most part, we've hung in there. Talk a little bit. I, I know you keep up with defensively. Uh, what's your think? What's your feelings on this team as a defensive unit? I think defensively, we're going to be fine. You know, probably the biggest thing that I'm disappointed in is late in the games. You know, we, we haven't made a few plays, and and uh, but uh, but I really think when you look at the left side of the infield and Keenan and Servidio behind the plate, those are the positions that you really look at. Hey, are we going to be able to defend? And you know, they're, they're those guys are terrific, and I think you know are going to have fabulous years. We got to figure out center field. Uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do, you know, with that position. You know, we've run Kate out there. 
You know, we've we've run you know Ely out there. We, we we haven't been as good defensively in that position, and we certainly haven't been as good offensively as you know I think we can be. Uh, but but I, I think overall defense. We're, we're, you know, we're a few errors away from what we should be. You know, if this team can field in the low 970s, I think that's going to be plenty, especially with the pitching. Uh, but we, 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 I call them dumb errors or pressure errors. We, we got to be a little more pressurized. You know, it's not because we can't field the ball. We've just, when the game's on the line, we haven't been as clean as we need to. And, and that puts a lot of pressure on the pitching staff, but thankfully they, they've handled it. All right. <clears throat> one, one quick question from me. Is Leatherwood and Van Cleve at, at the point yet um, during practice and when you really get to see them swing versus the fans don't get to see to be able to can Leatherwood start playing against left-handers and Van Cleve start playing against right-handers? Where are they yet on on that aspect? Well, you know, I've answered a lot of that. You know, everybody thinks it's just because we want to platoon everybody, and, and that's not really the truth. The truth is you want guys to get off to a good start. You know, it's the first time on campus, and you want guys to, to get off to a good start. So sometimes, you know, when when the righties are facing left-handers, you know, it's a little little easier to have success and, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Uh, but then I've gotten some at-bats against them just because, you know, especially early in the season when they're changing pitchers, you know, a lot of times we don't want to flip the lineup that early. And, uh, you know, you start pulling guys out, next thing you know, then you catch yourself later in the game when they go back to the other side. So uh, I think they, they, they both can handle them. Uh, and, and I think it's just really a, uh, a problem of just trying to get more guys at bats, you know, trying to yeah. you know, make the lineup as, as, you know, as opportunistic as far as giving guys opportunities to, to have success, uh, more that, you know, they, they can't have success against a righty-hander or a left-hander. Mike, I had a guy ask me uh, the other day on our message board, he said, uh, well, where's this Hoagland been? And I said, dude, the guy was a freshman last year. I mean, you know, let's let's, let's be let's be realistic about this. He was a weekend starter as a true freshman, uh, you know, and he held his own. What what do you want? No, no doubt, Chuck. You're exactly right. And you know, people don't understand, but you know, you can look back and count. You know, less than five fingers, right? Less than you know, five guys. I think since I've been here, that freshman started every weekend. That kid started every weekend on Sunday. You know, until the final game of the season, and he had some some really good outings, and he had some outings that I'm sure that he he'd want back. Uh, but at the end of the day, Lance Lynn didn't start as a freshman at the beginning of the year. Ryan Rollinson, Drew Pomeranz. You know, there's only a couple guys that have done that, and. Doing that, I think he grew up a lot. Obviously, he's, he's worked on some things. He's, uh, his command of his fastball is better. His his fastball velocity, the tilt of his fastball is better. And then probably the biggest thing is he we you know he picked up a new pitch with Coach Lafferty, a slider that's just been a wipeout slider that's made all the difference in the world, and that's why he's in you know, the top five or four in the SEC in strikeouts. Well, Coach asked Coach Clements this last week and. He looked like gold when I asked him who was just about to bust out offensively, and he said Keenan was there on third base. Who, who Who's your pick this week? Who do you think's getting real close to swinging it well that's about to bust out? Oh, wow. I mean, that, you know, throw, throw the dartboard up there. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, we, we of need course to uh, Clement's got it perfect last week. <laughs> 
Yeah, we need the guy that with the guys on base. So to me, it really doesn't matter when when there's runners on. Let's let that guy be the bust out guy. But you know, I think you know collectively, we we just got to continue to you know be efficient. Uh, be able to hit with runners in scoring position, continue to walk and get base runners. And I, and I think with that, as we see more pitching, as the guys get more comfortable, I think you'll see some of those numbers change with the batting average and strikeout numbers and some others. But man, it's hard to argue with the offense to this point because we knew we'd pitch it, or at least we thought we'd pitch it. We weren't really sure about the offense. And there's no doubt that the offense has done more than hold their own you know, this, to, to this point. I mean, let's face it, we're 10-1. and one, We're averaging about 7 and a half half runs a game uh you know if we can continue that you know through the year that's going to be pretty good coach kind of a off the wall question uh a protege of yours cliff godwin is, is really doing some good things at east carolina give us a, a comment or two about how he's doing up there because he was one of my favorites of your assistants yeah, just terrific. And you knew it, Chuck did you know, when he was here that, you know, there was he, he was a no brainer, you know, to, to be a great head coach and so proud of him and he's had opportunities and I mean not just opportunities but, you know, some marquee jobs, you know, that he's turned down. And it's because he loves his alma mater, he he, he loves East Carolina. Uh his his mentor Keith uh, Keith LeClaire passed away in two thousand and six. Uh you know, uh, started that program, and and I think uh, you know Cliff went so badly to get to Omaha and be the first East Carolina team to to bring a team to Omaha. But just it's 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 unique, you know. And I I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was a little surprised. I mean, I knew it'd be a nice place. I knew they'd have good crowds, but you know, it, it was an SEC type crowd, five thousand people, and that place was rocking. And uh, it was a, it was a good test for our guys. And of course, the wins and losses you guys know about. You know all the success that that Cliff's had there, but the facility is outstanding. Just really, really proud of him, and not only a good friend, but one of the best coaches in the country. All right, thank you. Uh, you got uh, Memphis tomorrow at 6.30 at Swayze. Uh, you going That's with it. Burton? You going with Burton? No, we're going with Jackson Kimbrell. Left-handed okay. freshman, Jackson Kimbrell. Right. Burton will be on the mound. And, and like I said, so, you know, I think over the next you know, uh, six, seven games in these non-conference, we've got to pitch some of these young guys so we can get them ready for, for opening weekend against LSU. I agree. Princeton this weekend, 6.30, 1.30 and noon. Good luck this week, Coach, and uh, we'll see you next week, I hope. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Coach. Mike Bianco, head baseball coach. For the old Miss Rebel, off to a tremendous start, ten and one. Um, you know, gosh, what do you say? Yeah, I thought he said many telling things to me. It was interesting what he said about center field. He yeah, got to get something going there, and that he wanted to get the two JUCOs, Leatherwood and Van Cleve, off to a good start. Mm-hmm. I think those roles are about to span too. Yeah, so and cool. then look, people need to be patient about yep. the situation with the pitchers. He's still trying to figure it out, and he's going to. Run some guys out there when oh, you're yeah. going to scratch your head and say, was he trying to lose this game? No, he's trying to figure out what to do for the SEC. We'll be right back That's right. after these important messages on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Um, yeah, to expand a little bit on the last statement I made, uh, fans need to understand what Mike Bianco is trying to do now. He's trying to get ready for the SEC. He's trying to get ready for the postseason. Um, sure, he wants to win every game. They all do, but he's got to run some of these kids out here in pressure situations to see what they can do and 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 to give them some experience for for down the road. So you know, because you, you're not going to be able to just rely on four arms out of the bullpen the exactly. rest of the season. By the tournament time, you'll, they'll be worn out. Exactly, we've seen that happen and, and many it, years. And look, if you're playing a ranked team like Indiana was a ranked team. It, it, a loss doesn't hurt you. Now, a win no. helps you, obviously, but a loss doesn't hurt you. Not that not that you're trying to throw somebody out there to lose. Don't get me wrong, but you got to look at the big picture when it comes to pitching and and working a staff. It's a seventy game schedule at the end if you exactly. want to make it work. Exactly. Yours it's a long exactly. year. All right, remember, no Rebel Yo Hotline next week. The uh, number nine ranked baseball team plays Memphis tomorrow at uh, Swayze and Princeton this weekend. Uh, basketball team takes on Missouri Wednesday in the Pavilion and Mississippi State Saturday over in Starkville. Let's go to the control room now for uh, Mr. Hayden King and around the SEC. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. Let's take a look at your news from around the Southeastern Conference. South Carolina women's basketball has secured its fifth SEC regular season title in seven years. Now the Gamecocks are set to go for their fifth SEC tournament title in six seasons, starting this Friday in Greenville. The conference tournament kicks off Wednesday with the bottom four teams in the conference facing off and culminates in the championship on Sunday. Arkansas sweeps the SEC indoor track and field titles in both men's and women's competition. Take a look at basketball. The number eight Kentucky Wildcats win their eighth straight game, beating the number 15 Tigers 73-66 to secure the SEC regular season title for the first time in three seasons. Arkansas guard Mason Jones and Kentucky guard Emmanuel Quickly were named co-players of the week in basketball. Your SEC freshman of the week for basketball was Georgia guard Anthony Edwards. The SEC network announced earlier that it will once again offer whip-around off-season college football coverage and feature every SEC spring football game for the fifth consecutive year. That's what I got for news from around the Southeastern Conference. I'm Hayden King. Back to Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Hayden. Good job. Old Miss Sports News and with uh, around the SEC. Good job tonight sitting in for Jack Schultz. Uh, again, no Rebel Yell hotline next week. I can't say that enough because somebody invariably will be calling me and saying, how come you're not on the air in Memphis? <laughs> <laughs> it just happens every time. But anyway, spring break next week, so I'm going to take spring break too. I'm where, going, where, where are you headed spring break? I'm going scuba diving. Scuba diving? Yeah, down in the Caribbean. I, I love it. I hadn't been since my youngest daughter got married, which is eight years ago, and I, I, I'm due a scuba diving trip. Still doing spring breaks at 70-something years old. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I hope I am. I'm Well, you always go skiing right after <laughs> signing day, like – like that's not I your spring get to break this year, though. Gum it. <laughs> I'm hoping to get over there. Though. Oh, good. It's good. You're too old to go skiing anyway. No. 
The good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, side-by-side, lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, this was, wasn't a week when Ole Miss Athletics won everything, but it was pretty close. Although the men's basketball team fell a little short at Auburn earlier in the week. They bounced back to throttle Vanderbilt 86-60 at home Saturday. Baseball team knocked off Southern Mississippi earlier in the week and then traveled to North Carolina for a round-robin tournament with two top 25 teams and beat all of them. High Point, East Carolina is in the top 15. Indiana's in the top 25. They went 3-0 and with some excellent pitching and timely hitting. Softball started getting its act together a little bit and winning some games after a terrible start to the season. Men's and women's tennis both won big matches. The bad with former Rebel great Chris Creek Mitchell, the first recipient of the Chucky Mullins Award, was recently hit by a car is in critical condition in Huntsville, Alabama. Certainly our prayers go out to him and his family. The ugly, well, once again for the eighth straight week, the women's hoops team is the ugly. But I'm going to say something here. They've never quit. They've gotten better. They have hustled. They have improved. And more importantly, they have a lot of help on the way. She's signed some good players who are going to be freshmen next year. So maybe it won't be ugly much longer. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Again, no Rebel Yell hotline next week. Uh, baseball, Memphis tomorrow night, uh, and then Princeton Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, weather permitting. I think we're going to get more rain this week, aren't we, Ancy? All week. Yeah. Basketball, uh, Wednesday night in the pavilion, 8 o'clock, senior night. Come out there and honor Brian Tyree. He deserves it, uh, deserves a standing ovation. Here, here. Um and that'll be Missouri at 8 o'clock in the pavilion. And then uh, Saturday, I think that game's at 5.30 at Mississippi State. Um, I said it earlier, just sweep state and win some games in the SEC tournament. Yeah, there you go. And we'll see you in two weeks on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Good night, everybody. Howdy toddy. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.